Welcome to the Garbage Fire Podcast, aka MFKS Radio, on the airwaves dial at 487.52. Your pod is hosted by Kelsey and Megan, who are existentially tired. The Garbage Fire Pod is all about being unironically passionate to the point that you would dive into the dumpster for the things that you love. So it's Friday. Mm-hmm. It's been quite a week. Has it ever. Um, so yeah, Friday after work, so who knows how this is going to go. We just <laughs> ate a whole bunch of Arby's. We ranted for a long time about a lot of things. Yeah, that are not ever going to make it on the pod. Because no. we could probably lose our jobs. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I don't know about that. Well, I could. No, you couldn't. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was it was quite a week. Um, we just decided we were going to talk about this like just before we hit record and Kelsey's mad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad. I just, I don't know how much I can get to um, So this week, as most of you are probably aware, Gord Downey of the Tragically Hit passed away um, after quite a long battle with brain cancer and uh we don't really want to talk about maybe necessarily go down all that much mm-hmm. um other than like it's sad obviously it's very sad and like in a very universal way mm-hmm. um i don't know about you i'm not like a big tragically hip fan and i never have been but like their music has always just kind of been there yeah and it's very quintessentially canadian like it's it's very much imperative to canadian identity in a lot of ways yeah and like you can you'll talk to people who have lived in europe or whatever and have seen the hip in like a 300 person venue mm-hmm. you know because they never really made it big outside, anywhere yeah. outside of canada which is fine and i think that the part of that is like he was kind of our own mm-hmm. which is kind of nice and um, there was something that really resonated because so much of the music was focused on canada well i remember um when I was 20, uh, my friend Lisa and I, we took the train from here to Halifax. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then worked our way back. And read Outlander for the first time. Pro tip, get a berth if you're ever going to do the cross-Canada train. Um, we did not because we were cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, and she wanted to go to the Hockey Hall of Fame when we were in Toronto because she'd heard about Bill Barilko of the Toronto Maple Leafs from the hip song 50 Mission Cap. Mm. And she wanted to find out if there was anything about him in the Hockey Hall of Fame. And she's not a hockey fan, really. Like, she is now, but when we were when we were younger, she was a big basketball fan. Um, and not a hockey fan, really, at all. But she wanted to go to the Hockey Hall of Fame. Because this song by mm-hmm. the Tragically Hip sort of led her in that direction. into this little, yeah. like, curious piece of trivia. Um, and I always thought that was really cool. That that was, like, a sort of a thing that brought the two of us together because obviously I was going to go to the Hockey Hall of Fame like and I wanted to go mm-hmm. but I remember going with her and looking for information about Bill Burrell and I thought that was kind of neat that that song just sort of resonated with someone who has no interest in the sport whatsoever and that's the wonderful thing about their music too is that I don't think a lot of it is just music it's art and it's poetry mm-hmm. M- more than it is I think lyrical in a way yeah um, I one of my favorite hip songs is Wheat Kings. Mm-hmm. It's about David Milgard. Um, that's like what it's about. But there's just something about the song that even if you if you don't know that it's about David Milgard, you don't need to know. Mm-hmm. And it still resonates and feels like a very like prairie kind song. of song. Yeah. Um, and so the morning that he passed away on Twitter, my friend Steph tweeted out a lyric from Wheat Kings, and it was. Uh, the nation whispered, we always knew that he'd go free. And I was sitting on the pool deck with my kids and just burst into tears when I read that. Because that really, like, that caught. Um, and yeah, it was very strange. Mm-hmm. It was a very odd thing. And then, like, our moving music on, on Wednesday was Courage. Oh, okay. Yeah, because we just played the same song, like, all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was Courage. And I was like, oh, I can't listen to this anymore. It's too much, yeah. yeah. Too much too soon. 
Yeah, and I don't really have that much of a connection to their music, but even I was like, wow. You know, that's a big mm-hmm. Canadian figure. Yeah, and I think the thing that was interesting, we were talking about this before we hit record too, is like just the response to mm-hmm. it. Not even so much like their music and what people feel about it, but like the response to his death was really fascinating. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who have a lot of memories tied up in the hip. Mm-hmm. And not just like going to see them, but what the music means to them and what the music makes them feel or moments where they listen to the music and that was a powerful moment in their life. And rarely do you get such a personal attachment that's universal and unique at the same time. Like, it's such a weird... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like, like it always felt to me like The Hip was just, like, this Canadian band that, like, they're kind of just, like, some weird Canadian Canadian Dudes, boys, right? Yeah. Um, and, I was, like, I think it's funny that two-fifths of the band were named Gord. Like, I think, like, you know... Of course they You are. know, I think that's great, too. But, like, just, they've just got this sort of, this, yeah, this universally Canadian appeal. Mm-hmm. And the appeal does not really extend outside of Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, even seeing, like, Justin Trudeau's reaction... And I mean, they were obviously like, close Very friends. Close friends yeah. um, and it was really nice to see, um, regardless of your politics, it was nice to see him have an emotional response in public. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and I don't know if you saw his announcement that he made, but he was crying. Like, not just holding back tears, but full on crying and didn't sobbing. take and just walked off. Like, he yeah. couldn't talk anymore. Um, and I noticed too that he had switched to French mm-hmm. and then it then just kind of walked away. Um, and I was really, that really kind of touched me too, just to see that response. Mm-hmm. And what I did, I had said before we started recording was like, I had saw it in a noodle noodle <laughs> when I went to get lunch that day. Um, and they just had it on the TV and I was just like, wow. Like I was just so touched by his response, but also was like, this is you know, not necessarily to be too political, but this is leadership. This is honesty. This is a genuine reaction to current events. And this is like healthy masculinity. And I'm absolutely in awe of it. And I think, I think Gordani was also very much about that healthy Mm -hmm. masculinity. Like, I don't think there was ever any kind of pretense with him Mm -mm. about what that meant. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was very strange. And like at work, we were talking about our favorite hip songs and, you know, like moments and memories attached to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, everybody had a story. Like everybody, you know, and that that's really, to me, sort of the, the marker of, of, a, of someone that's made their mark, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because yeah, everybody that I work with had a story about the hip. And maybe it's that they weren't big fans, but like they have this, this memory they can hold on to. Um, and I was actually in my poetry unit, I'm going to use some hip lyrics because I usually do when I start teaching poetry. And that was like that day. And I was like, nope, not today. You can't do it. Too soon. So that's yeah. coming on Monday. Because I just, I wasn't capable of, of doing that just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it was, a, it was a very interesting sort of response. Like I know that um, the flag on the Peace Tower in Ottawa is flying at half mast until, yeah. Half staff. Is it half staff on a building and half mast on a ship? I've only ever seen it half mast. Yeah, until, which I think is really interesting. Like, he's just a musician, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's really interesting that they've made that choice. And they're airing the documentary tonight, too. Yeah. The concert film. 
And I would love, I would love if they reared the concert, that last concert. Because I, even I watched it. Like, again, not being a really big fan, but it's like, no, I gotta, I gotta be I part did. of this. It was really good. I'm it was, sure it was. It just, like, yeah. yeah, I didn't have any emotional connection to it. But now, like, I'd be super interested in it, but I don't think I, like, am emotionally capable because it would wreck me. Yeah. So maybe sometime in the future. Yeah. So that was, uh, that was what happened this week. Speaking of, like, emotional oh my god things. what segue are you the, the, no i just i was just thinking about that play that i went to last night okay. um no i'm not gonna throw you to the wolves i promise no we were so kelsey and i were talking uh, last night because i went to a play when the oilers were playing yeah um and I, I saw like the first little bit of the game and then i went to the play um and it was really good it was a, a co-production between from a south african theater company and the citadel theater company here in edmonton and uh it's called ubuntu and it's about this south african man who comes to Canada to find his father mm. and he's like about 30-ish when he comes to find his father and his father left when he was one mm. um, and all he has is a photograph and he's been getting letters and money like on a monthly basis and that's it he hasn't had any contact with him and he you know goes this journey and like I love live theater I love staging I love all of that stuff because it's so cool um, but he goes on this journey and he ends up um, coming to Canada and you don't realize right away that's where he's going because um, I don't think they actually make it explicit because all the parts that are set in South Africa they're speaking um, like Kosa instead of English which is super cool oh cool really really neat um, and then when, once he gets on the plane and the plane goes up and like they like have the actors who are on the plane like move their bodies around to simulate the takeoff and the landing like it was super oh, super cool that's amazing um but when he got off the plane and everyone's getting their luggage from whatever everyone's apologizing and like oh sorry sorry and oh, like running like, well, in and being run into and saying sorry and i was like oh you are in canada of course <laughs> um and uh and then there's you know a couple of tim hortons jokes in there and stuff but i was the it was about 95 minutes to play and there's no intermission and the last like 25 I was just in tears the whole time mm. and it was so good and it was so powerful and I don't want to I won't give it away but if it comes by you you should see it because it's really really good mm. and I texted Kelsey afterwards and I said <laughs> I was like this play wrecked me in the best way possible and she was just no I didn't even say that I said, the play wrecked me and she was like I'm glad good. Like, I'm so glad you understand because mm-hmm. it was just like it means it was good art it was very good art mm-hmm. it was wonderful and after like the week it was a nice catharsis for a lot of things that happened during the week and it was very very like it was good mm-hmm. very much enjoyed that a uh, nice cap off to the emotional release we so direly needed last week. Yeah, because yeah, this week we were just mentioned this before we hit record too. Unrelenting horror, not so much. It let up just a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't quite feel like we're four seconds away from nuclear war. Or are we just so conditioned to Maybe. it now? It could be that. It's possible. I hope not. God. <laughs> I know. Well, if it happens today. The anchors are going to be on the TV soon. The devils are on the tablet. It's all <laughs> We're good. We're a bit distracted. <laughs> We're a little bit distracted because there's there's sports to watch. Um, speaking of sports, mm-hmm. Oilers are not one and four. No, they're two and four. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie, little disappointed that they didn't lose in overtime last night. If only because two for one. Yeah, but one for one. <laughs> one for one. Yeah, yeah. just because St- uh, Stacey Base had a really really great tweet the other night after the Oilers lost their fourth, 
And she said, I hope they lose the next game in overtime so they can be one for one. And I read it. And then I read it out loud. And then I almost died. It was kind of amazing. It's such a great joke. It's a really good joke. It's such a great joke. I love it. Yeah. And people were mad at it, as people are wont to be. Why are they mad? Oh, because. Because they want their team to be 82 and 0. Yes. Like, idiots. Yeah. Um, But that's not going to happen. Also, it's not going to happen to the Devils. Because no. they're 6 1 0. They're playing right now. I know. They'll go 81 and 1. Yeah. That's what we decided last night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, um, the Oilers have been in a bit of a, a slide, I guess. I didn't watch the game last night, so I don't really know what happened. But from based on what I saw on Twitter, they weren't all that great, but they held it they together. They held on. At least. Yeah. Um, but it's funny, like at work, I don't know if you talk about it at work, but at work we talk about it a lot. And, you know, we're all going back to the, what we've done, like in the last however many years and what's wrong with the Oilers and why aren't they scoring why like it's just time's a flat circle yeah with this team it was funny though because I had um one of the teachers come up to me and I just think that he's the only thing like this is the only thing that he knows about me that like I think I'm a very now casual Oilers fan I had this conversation with Chris the other day and I was like I think I'm I think I'm more of a Devils fan than an Oilers fan and he was like good (laughs) I was like okay I think yeah um but I was just like, well, see, this is like, this is the Oiler experience that like I'm comfortable with. I didn't know how to process the success last year. Nope. This is what I understand. <laughs> failure after failure after failure. I'm comfortable in this space. Yeah. I think a lot of us are in general, because that's what we got so used to. I think it's weird. But I also think I, I read an article yesterday talking about how the Oilers were arrogant to start the season. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that assertion. But arrogant, just based on their success last year, that like it was going to be easy this year. To well, that was the bullshit narrative. I wish I would have brought up last week. The teams would take it easy on them. I was like, do you know how fucking sports works? That's mm-hmm. not how. And that's mm-hmm. not how anything works. Ever, ever, ever. Yeah. And to have sports writers say that, oh, I wanted to lose my mind. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this notion that like they're arrogant and that's one of the reasons why they they can't win games. And I was like, well, yeah, but also they can't get the puck in the net and their Talbot goalies was very shaky and their goalies can't stop anything. So and they're missing dry for undisclosed reasons. Yeah, but yeah, I don't think it has anything to do with like arrogance. Arrogance. It could have something to do with like I don't want to say that they like could be laziness. It could be laziness, but I don't think laziness is arrogance. No, um, those aren't the same things. But I do think. That we, um, maybe Oilers fans needed to accept that, like, the team maybe last year overperformed a little bit based on mm-hmm. expectations. And I think it's hard, I think sometimes it's hard to remember that, that, like, they're probably going to regress a little bit to the mean. Well, and last year was such a fluke because there were, like, barely any injuries. Everybody was healthy. Everybody was firing on all cylinders. Yeah. There's a lot of hype and energy because it was in a new arena. Yeah. Like, it was, I don't know. There's a lot of very interesting and unique things about last year. Yeah. And then this year, those things hadn't sort of materialized. No. And, and then, you know, people are jumping off the bandwagon and people are, like... And there's been moves. There's different personalities that are gone. Yeah. Yeah. new new bodies, new minds. Yeah, and it takes some time to kind of build that, that chemistry and, and get those things going or whatever. And so, I don't know. It's only six games. Oh, shit. San Jose scored. <laughs> Devils are down one nothing. Um, it's uh, yeah. I mean, it takes time, right? It's like any any kind of work environment when you have new people. Like it takes time to assimilate them into 
that sort of group mentality and, and yeah. you know, get that fit or whatever. And sometimes it doesn't work and sometimes it does. And I mean, the Oilers have Connor McDavid and I don't know if you saw his assist on that goal. It was well, bonkers. Like, he dummied Duncan Keith, who's like a two-time Norris Trophy winner, mm-hmm. who's a very good defenseman. Duncan Keith looked like a juvenile. Right? That reminded me of, I've been thinking about this ever since. Did you ever see that awful, it's like a terrible, terrible Photoshop, but it's of an emu skiing down a mountain? Yes. And it like does that 360? Yeah. That's immediately what I thought of when I saw that. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, that, that, Yeah. Because it doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, and, 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 like, if you watch it, if you watch it in slow motion, I think it was Pete Blackburn tweeted out a gif of it, um, and if you watch it in slow motion, like, Keith did everything right on that play that you were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And any other player, he probably has. But Connor, in a way, mm-hmm. just couldn't do it. And it was incredible. Connor's very good at, like, using his butt effectively, at mm-hmm. least. Like, and he, we've talked about this before, not a good butt. No. No. It's not a legendary hockey bag. he uses it well. He does use it well. Which is nice for him. Yeah. <laughs> not nice for us because it's not a nice butt, but nice for him, nice. I guess. Yeah, it is. It is. It's using his assets wisely, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Mediocre as they might be. Nice play on assets, Megan. <laughs> Shakespearean. So why they pay me the big bucks. <laughs> anyway. Um, do we have anything to talk about? Anything else? Because I was going to talk about Outlander, but then you reminded me that we did it last week. I wasn't mad was... at you. I just don't have anything else to add. No, no, no. It's just, no, it's not that you were, no, not that you were mad, that you reminded me oh. that there was no new episode mm-hmm. because of the stupid two-week break. But it's in two days, I guess. <laughs> but it is in two days, and I've seen some stills from it, and I'm like super excited. Did you watch that Instagram story? Sure did. That is the best social media usage I've ever seen in my fucking life. Basically, they're just getting naked. Like, they... It's so good. Oh, it's going to be wonderful. It is. Can't wait. I know. Can't wait for Jamie to say words. I know. That's going to be the best part. It's going to be really good. Mm-hmm. And for him to cry a little bit. Oh, everybody's going to cry? I'm going to cry? Yeah, me too. I'm kind uh, of, like, mentally preparing myself Might as well just, like, book Monday off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Uh, I probably shouldn't. No, I definitely <laughs> um, No, I, I can't do that. Um, no, I don't have anything to talk about about it, because we did talk about it all last week, and how good it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Next week, I'm sure, we'll have lots to say. Oh, my gosh, yes, we will. Yeah. I am bummed on Sunday nights. Yeah. Because then we have to wait so long to talk about it. I know. Well, it's not like, like we text back and forth while it's on mm-hmm. with our reaction. You're, you're always ahead of me, which is super bothersome. I, I suppose I'll have, maybe this week I'll wait. I'll wait till you text me so okay. that I can do that. Okay. I can wait till you text me. I'm okay with that. There's no way you're going to abide by that. I'm going to try really <laughs> hard. I'll like, I'll type it in, I'll wait till you say something and then I'll, I'll text my thing and then, and then I'll feel better about it. Okay. Because um, there's, there's things I'm looking forward to that, oh my God. Anyway. Um, you want to talk about Riverdale? Uh, sure. I watched the new episode last night uh, with my friend Alyssa at her place. And there's a lot of shit happening right now. There's a lot of battles to be won. Pop Tates was going to fold because people were saying that it was like, what do they spray paint on it? Some bullshit. Like death. Death cafe or something on the side of it. Wow. Because... They're saying that, like, is it gang activity that's happening in Pops? Like, it's a sketchy place. And Betty is on a mission to save it. Hmm. Is it because she's on a mission to save it because of Archie? No. Just... Betty's with Jughead. Like, for Remember? real? Oh, yeah, right. Veronica's with Jughead. <sighs> with Archie. And I hate every second of it. They kind of deserve each other, though, don't they? 
Archie's trying real hard, but he makes a lot of mistakes in this episode. Oh. He <laughs> buys drugs from Reggie, the new Reggie, because the other one got cast in that show about the suicide. Oh, I didn't realize. Okay. I didn't realize yeah. that they'd recast him, but yeah, mm-hmm. okay, okay. They did. And um, there's this new drug going around. It's like pixie sticks. They like do that. It's called Jingle Jangle. Of course it is, because this show is set simultaneously in the 2010s and also the 1940s. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's really dumb. But I, when we heard it last time, it was like a one-off, and I laughed so fucking hard. Like, I had to pause the episode. I was like, what the fuck is Jingle? This is the dumbest thing I ever heard. And I was like, Googling Jingle Jangle, and what came up was like a Christmas time peppermint, like candy Ben and Jerry's ice cream flavor. I was like, get me some jingle jangle. <laughs> <laughs> so he's he wants some uppers because he needs to stay up all night mm-hmm. to make sure that whoever shot his dad doesn't come back because they stole his wallet too. Right, okay. So he was like, he knows where we live. They can bring it Also, in isn't it like a really small town? Job. Yeah, there's like seven people that live in Riverdale. Yeah, I was gonna say. That was always the. I mean, I've never watched the show, but that's always the impression that I got from like the comics that Riverdale was like a small-ish place. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Although there's somehow like a multi-million real estate mogul Hiram Lodge who lives there. Whatever, whatever. Um, (laughs) So he buys. He wants to buy drugs, uppers from Reggie, so he can stay awake all the time. And then Reggie thinks this is Reggie's great idea. He's going to dress up like the guy who shot Archie's dad and stand outside his window at night. Reggie's dumb. Reggie's really dumb. And then Archie comes out and, like, attacks him. And Reggie's justification is like, you don't need the uppers. And so he doesn't buy the drugs. And I was like, okay. Question mark? Question mark. (laughs) From, like, a writing point of view, that's really weak. Because you think if it's catered to teens, it mm-hmm. would be like a just say no to drugs mm-hmm, type of situation. Mm-hmm. But like he's okay without the drugs. I don't know. It was like a weird money message. But in the end, Archie just buys a gun. Oh, cool, <laughs> America. Yeah, cool. So that was the. Do you need thing. a background check or a permit? No, Dilton do- Doily just gave him one. Oh, yeah, on a bridge in a backpack. It was very foggy. That seems pretty shady. Mysterious. Yeah. Interesting. Dilton, did I tell you this? He's like a survivalist. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It's really stupid. I love that you love it. Oh, I love it so <laughs> much. It's so stupid. <laughs> Me and Alyssa last night, we paused it a few times and we're just like, what? Like, what? And had to have like a five minute round about how dumb it was and then we'd press play and keep going. Of course. Yeah. That's great. I'm trying to remember, I like wrote in my notebook today things to, oh, here it is, to tell you about because I was like, the PD's yesterday was real boring. Where's my sheets? We can edit this out later. Okay. We're not going to. Yes. Jughead goes to Cheryl because the only way his dad can get out of his 20 year possible prison sentence mm-hmm. to lessen it, he'd have to cut a deal with the police and give them all the information on the serpents. Okay. Or. Get Cheryl and her family to forgive him in court for the part in he played with, like, kidnapping their brother and cleaning up the murder afterwards. And Betty, Betty of all people, goes to Cheryl to demand this because she still has the video of the dad killing um, Jason Blossom. Okay. And she's like... If you don't do this for Jughead and his dad, I'm going to put it on the internet and it's going to go viral. 
and how will you heal then? And I was like, Betty, who are you? You're not a nice person. No. No, and, like, that's disappointing because, like, comic book Betty is just, like... She's so pure. She's like apple pie. Yes. Right? I was so upset And Veronica Lodge is, like, not... She's awful. I hate her in the comics. And the worst part of that conversation between Cheryl and Betty is it was in, like, the Vixen's, like, dressing room, locker room, and Cheryl's locker was lit from the inside with, like, pink, soft lighting on their faces. I was like, fuck all of this. <laughs> I hate everything that this stands for. And yet you love it. Yeah. And we met Midge. Oh. And she's like, a, what's that terrible stereotype about the girls that John Green writes? Like Manic. Pixie Girl? Yeah. She's one of those. She's the one who gets the jingle jangle drugs. Uh-huh. Manic Pixie news. Dream Girl. Like, yes, Manic Pixie phrase. Dream Girl. She's kind of like that look. Yeah. It's like short hair and like stringy well I guess it's kind of midge but not quite um a little bit goth and her and moose are shot zodiac killer style by this masked killer is the last scene in yesterday's I hope that the killer is like Mr. Weatherby is he in it even I don't know yeah but he's black oh and the guy's definitely white oh well, there goes that theory. Yeah. That'd be great, though, hey? Just all of a sudden. Just like, like, I'm done high fucking school. Archie Andrews and all his bullshit. <laughs> Remember that time? <laughs> yeah. Just, so he takes it on Archie and everybody that he cares about. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. So do you have a theory on who this killer is? I think it, well, just, like, from the build and what it looks like, it kind of looks like Betty's dad. Oh. I haven't seen him in the season yet, but I still don't understand what the motivation would be for him to do all this shit. Okay. Um, The police think that Miss Grundy was killed by her angry ex-husband, but then he had a solid alibi. Weird. And and turns out... So do you think that Miss Grundy was killed by the same people that are doing all the other stuff? Yeah. Is that like the... Same dude, yeah. Okay. And I'm just so glad that she's dead. Yeah, because that's gross. I don't like the Troyark. No. I've been having, like, nightmares about it. Oh, that's unfortunate. About, like, Miss Grundy. Like, what is that about? That's weird. I know. Because she was strangled with a gift that Archie gave her. I thought you just said a gif, and I was like, <laughs> what? I was like, gift. I was like, in, in Harry Potter, didn't they call gift. this picture something else? Like, the moving pictures? I'm very confused. No. What did he get her? What was his gift? It was a cello bow. Oh. Ooh. Mm-hmm. That's, that's making but a statement. But then, like, Fred Andrews was shot, and Moose and Midge were shot. So, like, so maybe it's not the same. Or maybe it is the same and they're just trying to make it not look related. But we see him every right. time. And he's dressed the same. No, but like maybe, oh. like, um, for audience, whatever, but like yeah. for investigation purposes, they're trying, he's, he's trying, trying to make it not look the look same. The same yeah. Yeah. That could be. That could be. Yeah. But it's only two episodes in. There's so much drama. How many episodes in the season? I don't know. I think last time it was 13. Okay, there so. were a few that could have been cut because nothing happened. But Mark Consuelos, very good as Hiram Lodge. I, I can imagine. I'm enjoying his casting. Yep. It's so funny, though, what Melissa was saying, because him and his wife are absolutely, like, Latina, Latino, like, mm-hmm. and their kid is so not. <laughs> they just, like, speak Spanish to each other, and she doesn't. Like, it's really funny. So, did they, like, cast them that way? Was it, like, a diversity cast? And they were just sort of, like... Um, well, they made Reggie Asian. Yeah. Chuck is... Chuck was always black, though. Yeah. But everyone else was white. Pussycats, they were 
Oh, right. There was, There's yeah. one melody that yeah. was black, right? And now all of them are. Okay. Interesting. But other than that, that's kind of it. Dilton, I'm not quite sure about Dilton. He kind of looks like he's got some Asian flavor in him, but we don't see him that often. Okay. Interesting. Do you know what I've been watching? I kind of forgot about when I made the schedule. Mm. In class, we've been watching Stranger Things. Yes. And I have one episode left of this season mm. that we're watching on Friday. Mm-hmm. And then season two, two starts also on Friday, so Friday. we're just going to keep watching it. Really? Might as well. I'm for your semester class. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. My, for my tons. It's a good, like, Friday cap-off. I love it. It's real good. It's fascinating. I, it's, like, it's so good. It's so funny to watch it and see, oh, this is an homage to X. This is an homage yes. to Y. And it's so, so beautiful. Some it of them is. are very overt and others are very subtle. Yeah. Yeah, it's really That wonderful. Steve guy, though? Fuck Steve, man. He's the worst. Yeah. And, like, what made me laugh, it made my kids laugh, too, the other day, um, the episode that we watched, we watched it yesterday, because we had a PDD today, um, and the episode that we watched, he, uh, it was, like, the aftermath of his fight, mm-hmm. um, and so he's all bloodied up or whatever, and what's The fight fa- by the movie theater? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, is, is Will the kid that's missing? Yeah. Will his brother, his brother's Jonathan. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's Steve's fight with Jonathan, and, uh. Like, he's all bloodied up, and it's starting to scab over and dried blood all over his face, and his buddy's girlfriend, whatever her name is, she they're goes in. They're awful, They're terrible. Two. But she Holy goes into shit. the store to buy him, like, painkillers and a can of pop, and it comes out to $1.25, and I was like, <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> I forgot about that. Like, I assume it was, like, one of those, like, bottles of 10 or whatever, but still, $1.25 for those two things? I was yeah. like, that's incredible. You can't get, like, a travel bag of Advil for no. $1.25. My kids thought that, they thought that was, like, outrageous. But it was so cheap. And I was like, yeah, but the time, guys. Like, it's not happening now. It's, you know, perspective. It, it was just, it was really funny. Yeah. But no, they're really liking it, too. Like, they're they're really enjoying it. Have they seen it before? A couple of them. But okay. most of them haven't. And so... Have you told them that season two? Yes. And I was coming. like, I would really like it if you didn't watch it ahead of time. We could watch it we together. We can all watch it together. Oh, that's great. Because I think it'd be fun to kind of experience all that together. And so I get them to write questions. And usually, like, when I do Freaks and Geeks or whatever with my English 20s, um... <laughs> When I, when I do uh, Freaks and Geeks in my English 20s, like, I have the questions ahead of time. They have a package of stuff. This one, I, I'm, like, literally making up the questions as we're watching. Oh, cool. Because, whatever, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, if we're going to watch the second season, I'm going to have to do the same thing. Because, like, I can't. I'm not going to have the time to, no. to do that ahead of time. Which is fine. Um, but, no, it's been so fun. It's been so much fun watching And watching them watch it has been cool, too. And, like, Winona Ryder... Oh, she's, she's great. amazing in this show. Like, she's so good. And I believe her crazy, just, like... Top to bottom. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. she's nuts. She absolutely is. And but there's something wonderful. so genuine about her. Like, none of that is put on whatsoever. No. No. When she's, like, talking to Will and the lights light up in her hands, that scene is fucking gorgeous. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, it's good. It's really, really good. I didn't I didn't know if I was going to like it, but I was like, I need something to do with these kids. And I'm like, okay, let's watch this. And you had to, like, that blows my mind. I could never do that. Not see a whole thing and then begin to watch it with my kids. Um. Oh, well, I figured, I I mean, enough of my friends had seen it and, you know, people had talked about it or whatever. And I was just sort of like, you know what? It's probably, it's not that bad. It can't be that bad. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I wasn't, I, I was like, well... There's going to be a little bit of violence. There's going to be a little bit of, like, gross stuff. Just knowing what it's about. It's a little bit scary at times. It's a little bit scary at times. But, like, there's also... And that's also the fun part, too, is that communal experience. Because, um, like, you know, all the lights are off and I don't have any windows in my classroom or whatever. And <laughs> so, you know, that's fun, too. Just to, like, see them kind of jump and... 
whatever. And they're always enthralled. Always, yeah. always, always enthralled, which it's is awesome. Yeah. I can't wait. Like, I don't think I have anything. I'm trying to get, like, all my shit marked next week so yeah. that it comes out Friday. And yeah. F- unfortunately, I have football. Our football game starts at 8.20 that night. Oh, gross. I know. It's our semifinals. And then... Oh, it's just the semifinals. No big deal. And then, <laughs> um... Well, if we win the quarter on Monday. Okay. Um, but then that, like, that's my whole weekend. Yeah. Like, it, I'm not doing anything else. No. I'm so psyched for Stranger no. Things. And it's not coming out, like, a week at a time. It's just the whole season, right? I'm pretty sure I'm pretty it's sure. all of it. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. Which is, is really good. Um, yeah, so that'll be kind of, that'll be fun to sort of do. And yeah, I don't care. I'll watch. I'll watch those episodes with them without watching them first. It doesn't matter to me. Well, I can tell you, too. You could. That's true. Um... Because it's kind of fun just to, like, watch it and watch it with them, you mm-hmm. know? Because it's fun to experience things for the first time, you know, in that respect. Because, like, what, I think two of my kids have watched it before, and they're both, like, super into it. Oh, yeah. It's such around. a great rewatch, too. Like, you yeah. notice so many different things, yeah. and you enjoy, like, all of the kids' jokes. Oh, God, so they're so more. funny. Those kids are amazing. Oh, Although, like, great. can you imagine teaching them? They would be just the worst to teach. Because they're so... And also, their teacher is kind of, like, creepy. Okay, so I want to talk about a scene that happened in the episode okay. yesterday. Okay, so okay. the episode that we watched yesterday was the bathtub, so it's the seventh one. Um, and the thing that bothered me about it is they called him at, like, 10 o'clock at night on a Saturday and asked him how to make... And a sensory deprivation know. tank. Um. And he, he, but then he gives them like, he tells them what to do, and then and then you see that they bought the eggs so they can test like the buoyancy of the water and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, and so I paused it and I said, I was like, okay, guys, I'm gonna tell you a thing. I was like, don't call your teachers at ten o'clock on a Saturday night if you have their phone numbers for whatever reason, and ask them how to build a sensory deprivation tank because they're gonna call the police on you. Yeah. Like someone's gonna want to talk to you and your parents right away. And I was like, this. This is, like, a very clear shift in, like, the Reality? times. yeah. Because, A, they have their teacher's home phone number, he has a landline, and at 10 <laughs> o'clock on a Saturday night, he's like, yeah, sure, here's what you do. I loved how he was watching that awful B-movie with the chick who was, like, not interested in it. At all. And then and then when the phone rings, she's like, can I, should I pause it? He's like, no, no, it'll just be a minute. And she's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she does not want to keep watching that movie. I wouldn't either. It looked awful. And he's telling her, like, how they made the gross effects or whatever. It's, like, melted bubble gum and something else. And I was just, or, and I was just like, yeah. It's, like, the worst The worst part of that is, A, the movie sucks, but, B, you're talking to me about the movie was made while I'm watching the movie. Like, yeah. get out of my ear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that yeah. show's so great. Yeah, I'm it's so good. excited for you to see the end. Yeah, it's good. And part of me wanted to watch it this weekend. Like, that last episode, but I think I'm just going to wait till Friday mm. and watch it with them. You're so pure. I'm probably not going to. I feel like I'm going to watch it tonight. The, mm. the thing that you said about, like, watching your kids watch a thing is so true, because I watched um, Act 2 with my kids for Macbeth. Yeah. With the Polanski version, and we were, like, we were talking about the dagger scene, and I was like, if you were staging it, like, what's your interpretation? Is the dagger real? Is it imagined? Like, what's his state of mind? Yeah. Is it supernatural? They were all like, oh... The film, it's going to be real for sure. He's going to grab it, and he's going to, like... He's going to pull it out of the air. It's the witches. It's yeah. all the witches. They were so convinced. Yeah. And then his hand went through it, and I looked at them, and they were like, oh, man. <laughs> they were so <laughs> mad that they were But, wrong. like, that, 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 that scene, that movie was made in 1971. And the graphics we, are pretty good. We've talked about this before, how yeah. that it's almost 50 years old, which is mind-boggling, know. you know, in and of itself. Um, but it was made in 1971, 
the graphics are really good, but imagine being, um, like, a, a theater goer in 1971 and seeing that. that. Yeah. You'd be like, whoa. That would be crazy. And then they, when he kills Duncan, I don't know, fucking spoilers for Macbeth. Like, um, whatever. Shakespeare died <laughs> in 16, whatever, 23, 16, I don't know. I don't care. 23. Um, they were like, oh, oh, like, they were, like, so vocal about it. And yeah. then he kills the guards and decapitates one of them they saw the head they were like no that one is a delight him? and i was like uh-huh that movie is a delight i love it oh. it's so good it's so and well they cast and they're like no no they i think like, my favorite thing them. about it is that his Macbeth and lady Macbeth are young because mm-hmm. they're supposed to be because i saw a live production of it at the citadel a number of years ago and Macbeth and lady Macbeth were like middle-aged like in their like fifties, it felt like, and I was like, yeah, but no, Macbeth's a soldier. Yeah, and I was like, this, I don't like this. Yeah, that doesn't make because it didn't, it didn't, it didn't feel right. Whereas like having them, you know, in their thirties or you know late twenties is how I feel like they're written. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because Macbeth is a soldier, and like at that time, that was a very physical exploit, right? Oh, and he, and he's very good at it. Unseemed knave to chops, right? Yeah. Like he's that's so that, that movie's really well cast. I like it. And people at work are using the fast bender for bits and pieces. Yeah, you gotta be careful with it because yeah, in a lot of the relationship stuff, they go right to sex. Yeah, and which the play doesn't. No, and doesn't need to. No, not at all. And like the there's a the opening scene on the battlefield is real gory. But I feel like that is like what it would have been like. Absolutely. Right? I just don't think you yeah. could show all of it in the classroom. No. I like to show the end, the battle, mm-hmm. when Dunsinane... Which is really good. Brynham Wood comes to Dunsinane because it's so stylized. It's so atmospheric. Yeah. You get, like, the combined symbolism of Fleance and Malcolm at the end. Yeah, it's beautiful. It is good. Um, yeah, also, yeah, spoilers for Macbeth, apparently. <laughs> this is a Macbeth appreciation podcast. I don't know what's happening Macbeth this is week. a damn good play. I love it. It's my favorite. Malcolm watched it for the first time, the Fastbender one, and he was very frustrated. And I was trying to talk him through it because he, he was watching it on YouTube. He's watching. And the Fastbender movie, as great as it is, it has sound mixing issues where you can't hear the dialogue. Uh-huh. And because he was watching on a YouTube, the stream that he was watching it didn't have captions either. Okay. So it was really hard for him to keep up with. Gotcha. But I was like, okay, what just happened? What are the words that they said? How can I fill in the blanks? And I realized, like, I've taught Macbeth so many times now with my kids. Yeah. That I don't need to go ahead and look what's happening in the scenes. Like, no. It's like Gatsby, where I know what happens in each of the chapters. Yeah. I was like... You know which terrible party is coming. Yes, yes. exactly. Yeah, That's no, really I've, I've, taught it, I've taught it a lot of times, too. I'm going to do it with my 20s after our fall break. It's really good. Oh, I got these graphic novels. There happen to be in my purse. Um, like Beth and Romeo and Juliet. So in case anyone was ever wondering, this is really legitimately just a conversation with a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. That's that's what today is evidently all about, which is fine. I think that's okay. I also watched Mindhunter. Oh, yeah, right. You put that in there. I don't know what that's about, but I saw some people on Twitter talking about it's how they wanted to just go home and watch my Mindhunter. It, so. It's got Groff sauce in it. Okay. Which is... Okay, I don't know if he's a great cast in it. It's it's kind of a super strange show. It's about these two FBI agents that are essentially the dudes who... It's partially based on truth. I'm not sure how much of it is fictionalized. But um, these guys who essentially put together the idea of what a serial killer is. Okay. And, like, the psychology behind it. And they did so by interviewing serial killers. 
Oh. So it starts out super slow because it's directed by David Fincher. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's very much a slow <laughs> build. I think I'm on episode four and shit's like just starting to happen. Okay. But it's um, Groff Sauce, or if you're not familiar with Lin-Manuel Miranda's Twitter, Jonathan Groff. He plays this super green, like so green. I can't believe how naive and innocent he is as an FBI agent who starts off in hostage negotiation but decides that he needs to talk to serial killers. And it's like... Okay. It's alarming how naive he is about murder and psychology and whatever. And then his partner in this is played by... Did you ever watch CSI Miami? Uh, sort of. Do you remember Callie Duquesne's crooked cop yeah. boyfriend? Yeah. Like the big tall guy? Deep voice. I, I was hoping you were going to say David Crusoe, but okay. No. <laughs> Is David Crusoe still alive? I don't know. Maybe? I don't know. I don't know. But he's a, and he's quite good. Okay. Because he's like, he's a good foil for that naive. Yeah. Yeah, he would attitude. be. Yeah. Yeah. That's so it just got interesting and they interviewed the first serial killer, this guy named Ed Kemper. Okay. And he, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, I can't believe that I had dreams about Miss Grundy instead of this dude, Ed Kemper. Really? Okay. It's, it's messed up. All like, right. he would... He killed his grandparents as a child and then went to a psychiatric facility. Okay. And learned enough about psychology to tell the psychiatrist, like, the hospital people what they wanted to hear so he could get released. Oof. And then lived with his mom for a number of years and then eventually got so angry at her. I think a lot of this was, like, repressed sexuality. That's my Freudian perspective on mm-hmm. it. He, like, cut off his mom's head and had sex with her head, I think. He talks about, like, having sex with people's necks. Gross. And how fleshy and cartilaginous. It, like, it's so messed up. I can't even tell you. It's so messed up. How gross that is. I literally just wanted to throw up. <laughs> But the show is really interesting. And I don't normally feel that way. The no. last time I felt like I wanted to throw up, I was watching the Yankees in Game 7 of the LDS. I remember. And the time before that, I don't even remember, because I don't feel like that very often. But just that, when you said fleshy, I was just like... <laughs> <laughs> and Paul Gross's daughter plays Grapsus's girlfriend. Okay. And it took me forever. I was like, why does she look so fucking familiar? And she's like spitting image of him okay. in Passion Dell. It's so weird. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe I'll check it out. I've been watching um, Law and Order True Crime. Mm. And they're this, whatever the series that they're doing right now is about uh, the Menendez brothers. Oh, cool. Um, it's fascinating. Because I remember that sort of vaguely. Because it happened in 1992, I think, or 93 that they killed their parents. So I was, like, around. But, like, just kind of on the periphery. Um, it's fascinating. What did they ever hypothesize was the reasoning for that um well what the show is ultimately saying is i think it's been four episodes i've only watched the first three um and i watched like half of the fourth one and then i fell asleep um but uh what the show is ultimately positing is that they were abused by their parents when they were younger and part of this was like retribution retribution for that that was part of it like physically abused and sexually um yeah it's it's super interesting stuff and it's really well done lorraine bracco is uh, their attorney, mm-hmm. and she's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And Josh Charles is in it, and he's there. He's um, oh, Eric so Hernandez is. It's like it's the like OJ fictional. Yeah, it's like the OJ show. with with um, Cuba. 
Yeah. Oh, I it's thought it would be like good. documentary. Okay. No, but it, 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 it's film and it's like a Law and Order episode. It just happens to be about real people. Mm. So it still has all the title cards and, you know, like a Law and Order episode has when they switch locations and stuff. But like... Who um, does Josh Charles play? He plays their... Or Eric Menendez is uh, therapist. Oh, okay. Who apparently... That's who like Eric Menendez apparently told about the murders to first. But like the doctor-patient confidentiality says he can't say anything but his like secretary overheard because mm. she was like standing outside or whatever outside the, the office door and she told somebody and that kind of thing so like but it's just it's fascinating it's really really interesting were they twins or brothers 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 i think uh lyle's the older one i think he's i want to say he's like three years older mm. if i'm remembering correctly i think he was a senior in high school when his brother was a freshman if yeah if i remember God, right. and he awesome. was already off at university when like his brother got arrested for something else. And he was, like, gone to Princeton. Like, the family had all this money. Like, it was just all of these things. But it's just, like, oh, oh it's so fascinating. I, like, I was very, very young when that happened. But I remember, like, hearing about it during the 90s. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of talk about how it was, like, you know, wealthy teens gone wild. Mm-hmm. I don't... and, and I don't... And, from the stuff that I've heard, I never thought that that was no. true. And if the show is to be believed, then no, that's not true, mm-hmm. right? That there was a lot more to it than that. And, and part of the reason why they ended up getting... were, were suspected of it and then ultimately ended up being arrested um, is, like, they were burning through their inheritance money. But it sounds like, from what the show is sort of is positing, is that they burned through money at that clip before. Mm. But after the fact, it just looked more suspicious somehow because, you know, your parents are dead and, you know, all this kind of stuff. Yeah, it's, it's super, super interesting. It's super well done. And it's like watching Law and Order. Like, part of me is waiting for, like, you know, Olivia Benson to show up. Like, it's, you know, just because of the way that it's framed. But then it's not a Law and Order episode because mm-hmm. it's about real people and, and whatever. No, it's really, really good. Oh, interesting. Really, yeah, it's been, it's been an interesting watch. Is that on? It's like, on TV NBC. TV? Yeah, it's been, it's on NBC, and it's this is the fourth episode was this week, and I've only watched the first three all the way through. Very cool. Yeah, but it was, and I was just like, oh, this seems interesting because I like SVU still. I'll still watch that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I heard they were doing this. And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll check it out. Whatever, no big deal. And then I watched the first episode, and I was like, oh, I'm totally in. Mm-hmm. And it felt a lot like the OJ with with Cuba. Yeah, I never watched that. But I would say that of the OJ. Shows that came out last year, the documentary is better. I've heard that, yeah. It's so good. Even though the People vs. O.J. Simpson got so much critical. Mm-hmm. Also good, but the documentary was better. Was better. I think so. Um, Wasn't it, like, hours long? Five parts. Five parts. I think they're all two hours a piece. For the documentary. Yeah, and it's, like, technically... So ten hours? Jesus it's, Christ. Well, two hours a piece with commercials. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so let's say an hour and a half times five mm-hmm. um and i think if i remember right um with the documentary like the and the, the way that they pieced it out was good too right because they did like oj sort of before mm-hmm. and what you know his potential as an athlete and stuff and they worked through the, the narrative really really well and it was just super interesting mm-hmm. like really really well done and i think it's a 30 for 30 oh. i think it's part of that series which sort of makes sense because it's definitely espn but i'm pretty sure it's 30 for 30 mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was good. It's, 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 in, and I, I don't know, I'm not really a, like a super fan of true crime stuff generally either, but I thought that this Law and Order, cause I like the way Law and Order shows are produced. So I was like, yeah, it'll probably be okay. And it's very good. I think they do high quality stuff on low budgets. 
I think they do too. Because mm-hmm. I don't think this is especially high budget. It doesn't no. feel like it. It's not like Ryan Murphy shows that have ridiculously high budgets no. for I don't know what reason. But... No. No, and it's just it's just really well done and I'm I'm quite enjoying that. Cool. Um yeah. Haven't done much reading lately though. Oh god, me neither. I was gonna read Turtles all the way down, but I just haven't got around to it. And I'm then saving that for Montreal. Last week wasn't a week to do it. This past week. I couldn't I couldn't. Maybe this weekend, now that I've had my my, <laughs> my catharsis, maybe maybe I can, or maybe I'll wait till maybe I'll just wait till my fall break and have all that time off. Yeah, and just spend like a day or two reading. That'd be sweet. Um, I agree. That's it. Questions? Um, did Larissa get back to she us? She did. All right, let's do it. Um, We're gonna do a lightning round. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven p words. Okay. Well, we're only at like 48 minutes, so okay, we've we do got lots of time. I'll do the timer this time. Whenever you're ready. Um, sure. Pie. Cherry pie's the best. I don't care what anyone says. Like, Love fresh, that. fresh cherry pie. Not like the canned can cherry, cherry pie, pie, but like... That's pretty rare to get that, though. I will make my own cherry pie, then. Really? Oh, yeah. Pitting cherries is the worst, but I will do it for a fresh cherry pie. Pie crust is so hard. Oh, I love it. I like, but I... It's that's, so hard to do right. That's one thing that I'm, like, actually pretty good at mm. when it comes to baking, is making pie crust. But yeah, if I'm going to make a pie, I'm going to make a cherry pie. Yeah. And I will wait until the cherries are just a little bit soft, because, like, when they're still, like, crisp, kind of, they're good to eat. When they get too soft, I don't really particularly like eating them, but when they're cooked, I don't mind it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'll make a cherry pie. A little bit of vanilla ice cream, a lattice top. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The best. Oh my god. Maybe someday I'll make a pie. Yeah, make me a pie. God damn. Maybe. Well, I don't know. We'll see. That's all I have. Do you like apple though? I love apple. Is that your favorite? Yes. Why? Because it's... Ah, My timer. Oh god. There we go. That was the most appropriate ending music (laughs) for anything we've ever done. Yeah, that's my ringtone and my alarm and my timer. What? Yeah. Oh my god. My phone never rings though, so the ringtone thing isn't isn't a big bother. Okay. Um pandas. I like watching videos of pandas falling out of trees. Mm, set to music? Or just in general. Pandas are the greatest. They're so derpy. They're the most derpy of derps that ever derped. They really are. I love it. They're fantastic. And like they're kinda slow and you know, like they move quick ish sort of, but like they're kinda slow. Um, and, like, cute in a way that sloths could never be. So, like, I enjoy uh, have that. Have you seen episode one of Planet Earth 2 with the sloth that swims? Uh, no, I don't like... And it's the cutest... No. The fucking claw. And I know, I hate that, too. Nope. I hate that, too. But then they fucking started nope, swimming. don't care. And I was like, I am all in. No. He could have a little Also, have you seen on. that video on whatever, or on the internet, of, like, the red panda being <laughs> being frightened by this guy that, like, stomps at it in the doorway? No. It's adorable. Okay, we're gonna watch it. Yeah, we're, it will, and if we find it, we'll post a link to it. Um, it's, <laughs> he's terrified, he, like, backs up and, like, falls oh, over. Oh, yeah. I'm adorable. Um, pineapples. Um, I ate a lot of pineapple this summer, because at Salem Foods you can get, like, two pounds of it like in spears because i don't like cutting pineapple um you get two pounds of it in spears for like on sale sometimes for like four bucks Mm -hmm. i probably in like a three-week period went through like seven of those because pineapple's good i don't know i like it a lot i hate pineapple also on pizza it's delicious i hate pineapple why it's 
Like all pineapple or like just fresh pineapple? No, all pineapple. Why? I I can't st- I can taste it in juice. I can taste it in everything that's in it. It's too Ugh. It just sticks. See, I like fresh pineapple better than like canned pineapple or pineapple juice or whatever cuz it doesn't have that same quality to it. It doesn't taste the same at all, I don't think. I can't it's, even handle like the smell of it. Ugh. To me, me the difference in taste is like the difference in taste between like banana flavored candy and actual bananas. Oh, think... so like banana flavored candy is like to the nth degree. Yes, then I feel like canned pineapple and fresh pineapple are Because it's in brine or whatever yeah. the juice is. Yeah. Yeah, I still don't like it. I feel like something happened when I was a kid with pineapple and I like threw it up and now I just can't. That's fair. I can't eat those like uh, Samaritz Icy Squares for that exact reason. Icy Squares? Oh my god, I have the exact same thing. Yes, because Icy Squares. my cousin and I, we were like three and, and we ate, ate the whole thing and then I threw up all over the place. The and the texture of them now, I, I tried once and I thought I was over it. No. And that was like 30 years I ago. I can't even look at the wrapper because I see that like gray and blue. Yeah, and it's like they're those critical yes. foil. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No. So I'm distracted. Aaron Judge is on the television. Um, but he's probably going to strike out, so it's okay. <laughs> Oh. oh, he didn't strike out. Did he get a base hit? Did he get a base? Are we going to turn down the play? Ah. No. Nope. Um, next, pinatas. Um, They're fun for children. I think so. They're also, you know, a way in which you can die. Yeah, that's absolutely true. <laughs> Is from being hit when someone was supposed to hit the pinata and they hit you in the So, face. fun story about a pinata. When I, <laughs> I was at a, no, it's a good story. When I was leaving uh, one of the schools that I taught at after I had been, like, identified for transfer, um, well, some of my kids wanted to throw me at, like, a going away party. So they talked Aww. to a friend of mine. It was adorable. They talked to a friend of mine and they, like, sorted it all out and she was holding in her classroom and then, like, anyway, whatever. One of my kids had had foot surgery. And he was all, like, hopped up on pain medication, but he really wanted to be there. So I went and picked him up for this thing I wasn't supposed to know about, but I was like, whatever. So I went and picked him up, and I brought him to the school. And um, we were, you know, in this classroom, whatever, and someone had brought a pinata. And I don't know, it was was pretty funny. Um, And then this kid on his crutches thought that it would be lots of fun to, like, try and break the pinata. So he put it... With his crutch? So he put it on a table... And was standing on the floor. Like, he's, like, my height. And no, no, like, a gall, no. like a t-ball swing with, the, like, the... What? Oh, God. And there's just candy, like, like exploded out the door of this classroom. It was amazing. <laughs> my, that is my best, uh... It's my Aww. best pinata story. Maybe my only pinata story. That's a good one, though. Uh, Pikachu. Yeah, I got nothing. I have absolutely nothing. Larissa, I'm sorry. Sorry, Larissa. Uh, ping pong, or table tennis, as I think the politically correct name is. Um, <laughs> I really super enjoyed the bits in Forrest Gump where he's playing table tennis, like, on his recovery or whatever, and then gets to be, like... The best. The best. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love everything about that. I don't know enough about it, but I super enjoy watching table tennis, like, at the Olympics. Because mm-hmm. it's, like, it's not what you see when people play it. Yeah. Like, it's, like... It's also a very easy game to play yourself. Like, it's hard to be very good, but it's okay to be mediocre. Yes. You know, like, it doesn't take much yeah. to learn it. Yeah. I have a friend who lives in Sherwood Park, and he lives on Chestermere Way in Sherwood Park, and this is important because for a long time he hosted the Chestermere Cup, and it was a ping-pong oh tournament. Um, and we would play in his basement, and then, but that, it hasn't happened for, for quite some time. Um, and we would play sometimes singles, sometimes doubles. 
Um, but yeah, we would play. Uh, One time, um, my uncle had a garage sale, and he had a ping pong table for sale, and my dad just bought it and brought it home. The opposite thing of what a garage sale is supposed to do. You're not supposed to buy your brother's junk, Dad. <laughs> so me and my sister, like, had a hell of a summer at my dad's house playing on this ping pong table. And then my uncle came back for, it was like, I'm sure it was like Thanksgiving or something. So we were playing downstairs. And he, <laughs> he, trying to be show off, I was playing against him. He served that ball so hard and it nailed me in the arm that I had this giant welt and then my sister later on that summer we were angry at each other and she may have thrown the paddle into the wall and it got stuck there <laughs> so <laughs> that, was, that was the end of the ping pong table thanks dad there you go my <laughs> sorry. time sorry 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 was <laughs> uh, that it or more that's it that was it that wasn't as bad as I thought. I didn't, I didn't even know what the topics were going to be ahead of time. No. And it worked out just fine. It worked out just go. fine. We made it work. Yep. Um, we have lots of questions. Do well, we... I got some from Mike. I'll start with those and you want to, like, maybe open up the Twitter Mike ones. was on Twitter yesterday. I know. What is up with that, Mike? I don't know. Um, anyway. So, Mike Eaton, he says, well, okay, he's got two questions. <laughs> um, I'm going to save one of them till the end. Okay, well, last week's Yep, Mike, it's in the vein, that same vein. questions fame. killed me? Yep, uh-huh. Okay. He said, he, he texted me when he heard it, and he said, do they give you plates or do they serve the food in a box? Like, God damn, that made me laugh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I see. Um, so his first question, which, and then we'll address the other one after. Now that Nenshi is back for four more years, how does all this Calgary Arena nonsense play out? Mm. I think Calgary gets a new arena deal. And I think the city will contribute. But I think that that the city is in a much better position to negotiate than they would have been had, like, to actually have legitimate talks and legitimate negotiations than had um, that other dude, Bill Smith. Yeah. Gone. Oh, my God. He's such a piece of garbage. Mm-hmm. And what bullshit was that? Like, Danny Child doesn't get involved in politics and then like Bill the Smith ads advocate <laughs> yeah. for one mayor over the other. Like, okay, Okay, then. Um, but I, I think they will get a new deal. Um, I just don't know if it's going to be... It's not going to be what maybe the, the team wants. I think it'll be I think it'll be closer to what the city was kind of offering in the first place. Yeah. Than the team being able to demand something. Which is good, I suppose, if, if you're going to give money to a, an arena. But, like, if instead of giving money, money to, to arena, why don't you build some libraries and more skating rinks and um, other stuff like that? That's just my opinion. And eliminate poverty in Canada. Okay, thanks, bye. Um, <laughs> um, just sent us a whole bunch of questions. Which I know, nice they're awesome. Okay, um, uh, I'll ask the questions. Okay. Okay. Um, you have to cheer for another Canadian team. Which one will it be? I say the Flames. I don't have that, like, visceral... Uh, yeah, sure. Because they're fun to watch right now. And, like, I genuinely hate Vancouver. And I'm pretty ambivalent towards all the other ones, even Toronto. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Sure. And Jess says that she would cheer for the Leafs. So, thanks for not cheering for the Oilers, jerk. <laughs> um, favorite subject when you were in high school? Wait, is Jess a Flames fan? Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. We have lots of those who pay attention to I this. I know. <laughs> Shockingly. Yeah. 
That's how we know we're casual Oilers fans because we're like buds with Flames fans and it doesn't bother us anymore. We also have a lot of Devils fans who follow the podcast. Too. Yeah, that's because uh, and responded to a lot of my tweets last night, which was really nice. Yeah, it's good. I mean, your tweets. Wow, <laughs> we're gonna address that in a minute here. Um, favorite subject when you were in high school? Jess's favorite subject was social. Mm. Mine was social and English. I don't know if I could pick. Yeah, same. Um, English was awesome. I loved it. And part of me wishes that I could make it that awesome for my kids, but I don't see it happening. Yeah, it's really hard. It's very different now. Yeah. I had like maybe 26 kids in my class. Yeah. And, and I have like 34. 37. Yeah. No can do. A food you wish you could make. Hers is uh, ricotta gnocchi. Oh, I fucking love gnocchi. I would, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like think. a food from a restaurant that I wish I could make? Or just a kind of food that you wish you could make like something that you've eaten that you're like yeah i want to be able to make this oh boy that's a good question Mm, ice cream like actual ice cream Mm -hmm. okay i don't know i i read this question last night and i was like yeah but i don't have any ideas at all um because it's so easy to go buy your food that you want no well yeah i mean and i'll cook right but like to make something from scratch i don't know like, I, I know that's sort of how I was reading it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. To make something from scratch, I don't know what I would do. Probably, like, make pasta from scratch, because I really love pasta. Oh, uh, well, I've done, like, ravioli from scratch before. And that's It's just very labor-intensive, mm-hmm. but it's, like, fun. It's also it's super good. satisfying when you've made something entirely from scratch. And I hosted my dad, and I made three different sauces, oh, too. Nice. One was, like, a sage sort of brown butter sauce and then we had a mushroom sauce and then we had a tomato sauce too. Ooh, it was really cool. Nice. It was real cool. Um, blah, blah, blah. Stance on sunglasses. Do you like them? Do you hate them? Are you indifferent? Just says all of the sunnies and all of the colors. I think they're kind of necessity for life, aren't they? So I you don't so go blind? I never used to wear them in the wintertime, but I wear them in the winter a lot mm-hmm. because they don't like squinting when I'm driving. <laughs> and even if it's not sunny out, like I'll wear them because it's so bright. Yeah. And I've gotten really used to in the summertime wearing them. As well. And I don't wear glasses, so it's a little bit weird to get used to. Like, once summer starts again, I have to, like, start wearing them regularly. It's a little weird to get used to, but... The worst thing about glasses is having non-prescription sunglasses. Mm. And just being blind. But me and my sister, every summer, we go to... Um, what's that fucking store that has all the shit in it? It starts with an A. I don't know. I know what you mean, but I don't know. And we buy, like, the craziest sunglasses there. We each get two pairs nice. that match. And that's, like, our thing. Nice. It's fun. Okay. Um, Kelsey's favorite sport outside of hockey, and she assumes that mine is baseball. And I think that's probably true. Maybe football. I don't know. I Mine's basketball. And who's your favorite team? Um, I'm a very, very casual Raptors fan. I think I'm interested in watching some uh, OKC games this year just to see what's happening with all their new peeps. Paul George and Mello. You know, yeah. I super hate Mello. Um, just see, see how that plays well. There you go. I like rest. I like I like baseball a lot. It's true, especially playoff baseball. Just mm-hmm. in general, it's the best. But I also really like the football. So yeah, uh, it's one of those two. Uh, Jess's favorite is golf, and I knew that. Favorite sports movie? Hers is Remember the Titans. Oh, one hundred percent. Remember the Titans. Um, it's great. I don't have a favorite sports movie. Ugh. I can't pick one. Because I like Remember the Titans a lot. I like The Replacements an awful lot. I like Friday Night Lights an awful lot. Mm-hmm. I like The Natural an awful lot. I like D2, the Mighty Ducks movie, an awful lot. 
Um, I just, I can't, I can't pick one. Any Given Sunday is really good. There's a common theme. They're mostly football movies. Football movies? They're great cinematically, though. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to make a good... The game is a really good... Football as a game is a good sport for film. Mm -hmm. Just the way that the narrative plays out. Um, And the way that you can shoot it. Because you can be in... In it. You can be right in it, but yeah. you can also do really quick cuts because that's how the play sort of functions. Yeah. And, and then there's lots of waiting around, so then you can do other stuff outside of the play. Whereas, like, a hockey movie, you can't. It's the essentially action... montages. And same with basketball. Yeah. Like, basketball has that same... I like Coach Carter. Coach Carter's good. It's okay. Uh, the Basketball Diaries is really good. I like that a lot. Um, um, tin semi-pro... Yeah, like, all of them. Goon. Like, there's lots of good... <laughs> Semi-pro makes me laugh, so... Um, but I would say, like, my top movies are probably all football movies. Um, seventh question from Jess. Favorite childhood memory? Oh, God. I, did, I wish I would have had time to think about this. Hers says, um, Easter eggs on the bottom of the pool in Malaysia and her trip to Alaska was also really good. When does childhood stop? I don't know, when you're not a child anymore. I'm still a child. Look at how big I am. <laughs> what is I'm Dylan's little, but I'm big. <laughs> um, I, oh, I'm little, but I'm old. A little bit, yeah, you are. A little, little bit you're old. Yeah. Um, for me, while you're thinking, the one, I don't know if it's my favorite, but it's probably the most like ingrained in my mind. I was probably about five, and I went to, what was it, a flea market with my grandparents? Because my grandma used to collect salt and pepper shakers. Mm. Like, to the tune of like 2,500 pairs of them kind of collection. It was a little insane. When she died... What are you doing with my inheritance? When she died, there was a lot of salt and peppers to give away. Um, But And I have two pairs. (laughs) So, yeah, anyway. Um, But I remember going to this flea market, because when I would stay over with them, we would do that. And my grandpa, like, bought an eraser that's, like, shaped like the sun. Mm -hmm. And I was just walking beside him, and he, like, you know, he, like, went to hold my hand, and he put the eraser in my hand. And I still have it. It's, oh, like, upstairs. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. And it's, like, I've never used it. I got, I've, I've had that thing for, like, 30 years. Mm-hmm. And I will never use it. My... And it's, I don't know if it's, like, my favorite, but it's, like, that yeah. is imprinted. I don't know. It's so hard. I, it's hard for me because I have a lot of, I'd say, repressed memories. <laughs> Our childhood was, you know, not the greatest. Stressful. Stressful. Chaotic. But there's just one thing that's sticky, and it's not happy or favorite because it's just fucking terrifying. At my grandparents' house, on my dad's side, Brittany, I hope you're listening to this and can vouch for this. They had, like, a duck on, like, puppet strings, and it was wood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you would, like, clack, 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 clack it. Oh, that was the scariest fucking thing. (laughs) Me and the cousins used to, like, chase each other around with it. Oh, but probably my favorite one is at my grandma's house. That's same grandma. She, in Esteban, she lived um, back to back with um, houses on the other side of the street. And there were telephone wires running through the backyard. Mm-hmm. And one day we came over and there was a squirrel that had been fried holding on to the wire. <laughs> <laughs> and I think my dad has like a photo of it. That's like, from amazing. I love it. That's probably a good one. That's funny. Yeah. That's really funny. Just real crispy and just fucking suspended, holding yeah. onto that wire <laughs> like he had just bent it uh, through, and something happened. That's funny. Yeah. That's really funny. 
Um, number eight, most influential moment of a teacher in your life, like when we were students. And for Jess, mm. it was... Jess, your questions are so deep. Great to social teacher and him forcing us to talk about current events. Uh, exam- for example, like Bush and weapons of mass destruction and the Iraq invasion. Like, yeah. Um, I, have, I had a really great social teacher when I was in... Um, when I was in elementary. Not elementary, junior high. I had him for all three years. He was phenomenal. And we did current events, like, every Monday. Mm-hmm. And he'd always, like, uh, record, um, the, not this hour's 22 minutes, the Royal Canadian Air Force. And that was our current events. And we'd watch it and then talk about the actual event rather than just, like, the parody of it. Um, and he was just, like, he was just so passionate. So, 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 so passionate about about the things that, um, that he taught. And I remember, like, you know when you write on the board, like, PLO? for people not to erase the board he didn't like writing PLO because he didn't want it to look like he was supporting the Palestinian Liberation Organization oh my yeah, god yeah so he wrote um, PD&E like for please do not erase so he like he lived he that lived it. and it was like it was incredible and I remember my grade 12 English teacher too because I did IB English I had this like weird existential crisis right before my IB exam that I was gonna fail it and I was like what if the what if all I can get is only it's like a three because it's on a seven point scale and she's like then that's what you get She's like, you're better than that. Don't worry about it. And it was just like, yeah. yeah, And it, but that just like reframed my way of thinking for a very long time. And I I got the opportunity to work with her when I got my first teaching job. Um, and that was like eye opening to Mm -hmm. see her work with kids, but see it from the other side. And like, she's informed a lot of what I do in my classroom. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Fuck, I don't know. It'd have to be just like a general experience at the junior high that we went to. Just because we were such a tight group, and, like, we're still, even though it was in Red Deer, like, a lot of us are still very close friends from that Mm -hmm. junior high. And there's just one specific teacher who was influential for me getting a job at the school where we met, and then later passed away. And, yeah, that all started with that crew in that school. Yeah. And that's a really cool time. Yeah, and it's good, and it's nice to have those memories of junior high, because junior high for a lot of people is not great. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, it's like because it's that weird. And like to teach it, it sucks. Like it's just oh, like the weird hormonal whatever, and it's just a mess. And so it's like chaos it's, top to bottom. Yeah, yeah, so it's nice to have that. Yeah, from like junior high, you know. And it was the good chaos, things. but like, like I, I'm so friends with my friend Davis, who I met in grade six. Yeah. And like we talk. Yeah. We're still there. Um, Dave, we're gonna do Stranger Things together next Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> And last question, and I can't speak to it because I haven't started watching it yet, but how good is Planet Earth 2? And Jess's answer is, all caps, so fucking good. It's so fucking good. Did you see my story, though? I did see your story. Oh, there is that one moment in episode one. It's about uh, islands. Okay. And you'd love the one on mountains, though. Yeah. Oh, it's the second one. There's, like, a four-minute montage of bears scratching themselves yes! to music, and they're doing, oh, it's I amazing. am a bear. That sounds great. <laughs> I was cackling. It was so funny. And there's this moment where it's on this, like, volcanic island in the middle of fucking nowhere in the Pacific, but it's somehow this place where these iguanas, these snakes, and these birds all just fucking love this volcanic island, even though there's, like, nothing there to eat whatsoever. Okay. But the iguanas have to make it from the sand where their eggs are laid up to the hills to where their parents are. And I'm just like, animals, you're so fucking dumb. Like, why would you do that? Leave your babies so far away. Of course uh-huh. they're going to get eaten. Uh-huh. And as soon as they emerge from this, like, gravelly rock beach, you see, like, fucking snakes' heads pops up. <gasps> Oh, cool. And those fucking iguanas 
they were running for their goddamn literal lives, Megan. And I was like, run! <laughs> Don't let the snakes eat you! <laughs> Fuck you, snakes! Like, I was so emotionally attached to these iguanas. Yeah. And I, like, do not like lizards That's funny. Episode one is mind-blowing. Okay. I'm going to have to check it out because, like, I loved Planet Earth. I know. And I told you, this time it's super Nolan-esque. Like, the shots. So what you're saying is I really love it. <laughs> yes! The shots are phenomenal. Excellent. Um, yeah, I'm assuming it's good because whatever. Um, it's real good. Amanda sent us some questions. Mm-hmm. Actually, no. Tyler sent us a question. He uh, wants to know, are you already planning our trip to New Jersey to be in the Stanley Cup parade? And yes and yes, probably. A hundred percent. But also Amanda says they've already reserved my guest room. Yeah. So, yes, we'll be there. We'll be there. Probably not. Maybe. Yeah. It would be in June. That would be really tough. Meh. Whatever. They don't need us. Yeah, but I want a job. <laughs> yeah, okay, fine. Um, Amanda has a bunch of questions. Yes. Uh, her first one is funny. Am I banned from FMKs? Yes, you are. Much, yeah. <laughs> Unless you pick people that we don't hate. <laughs> like, just pick better hockey players to like. Please and thanks. Mm-hmm. She got her Eric Grabo jersey in the mail the other day, and I was just like... <sighs> <laughs> I'm all for it. Anyway. Everyone needs a problematic fave. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, problematic in so many ways. Um, how long can the devil sustain this wonderfulness? Well, I don't know. Not doing so well. The not doing so well today. Right now. And they're on a, on a four-minute penalty kill. Um, however, I will say this about the devils, um, based on what I've seen. The fact that they're 6-1-0 means if they lose tonight, they still have to lose four more games to get down to 500. Mm-hmm. Whereas other teams have to win games to get to 500, so. That's that's a factual statement. It's just fact. Some teams got to lose to get to 500. Other teams got to win. To quote Megan from last time, sucks to suck. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Pumpkin pie or apple pie is another Amanda question. Apple. Yeah, probably. Apple's better warm. Cold pumpkin pie is okay. It's okay, but apple's better Better warm warm pie, that's true. But yeah, if if you have... I put cheddar cheese with my apple pie. Mm. If it's like really tart, it's good with cheddar cheese. Um, my dad would vote for that. He likes that a lot. Um, Apples and cheese, delicious, but apple pie needs a good vanilla ice cream. It does, I agree. Um, Tom wanted to know, because we posted a picture of this just before we started recording, is that one of those blue snowball mics? Yes, Tom, yes it is. And also, shout out to Jeff Vallette for answering the question for us. <laughs> <laughs> and his answer was, just so you don't interrupt their dinner, Yes. <laughs> As we were eating curly fries and matzo sticks and drinking milkshakes. Because <laughs> we're five. Champions. Um, Rex wants to know, does this look infected? Uh, <laughs> the answer, there's no picture. Oh my it's god, <laughs> thank god. Uh, the answer, of course, is probably yes, if you have to ask. Although I have someone that could vouch for that. Probably, but there, there is no picture, though. So thank god. that's good. Um, Amanda also wanted to know, um, if you could have anyone in the world for your starting lineup, any era, retired or current players, who would it be? I'll let you take this one. Yari Curry? I don't know. Five Yari Currys. I don't fucking know. Five <laughs> <laughs> Yari Currys. No, Yari, I would take Yari Curry, and I would take, um, uh, I don't know, I guess. I don't know. No, Sidney Crosby. I was going to say, I guess, Conor McDavid, but no, I'll take Sidney Crosby over, over Conor McDavid. Mm-hmm. Um, Yarmory Yager, maybe, on the right wing. That'd be great. Uh, like, Yager in his prime. Like, in his, like, 
really great mullet days. Oh, was it was like last year? Um, like <laughs> in the early 90s when Pittsburgh was on the Stanley Cups. Have you seen him? Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. The feathering and the volume in it. <sighs> The things men did to their hair. I know. Like, I couldn't give this hair volume if I fucking tried. (laughs) And it's like, everyone in the 80s were born with it. Yeah. I don't understand. Um, And on defense, I would take Bobby Orr and Scott Niedermeyer. And in goal, Patrick Roy. Maybe? I don't know. Sure. Not Not Hassick? Oh, yeah. I forgot about him. Maybe him. He was also fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And then maybe he wins Stanley Cup like he should have in 1999. Yeah. Because Brett Hall's foot was in the fucking crease and that shouldn't have counted. Which means that all this stuff that happened since then in the NHL, bullshit. None <laughs> of it counts. We're in an alternate universe. We're in an bullshit. alternate universe. None of this counts. Uh, Which means in the real universe, Connor McDavid, not an Oiler. <laughs> That's what that means. But Taylor Hall is. But Taylor Hall is. So there we go. <laughs> Let's go there. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, Mike has one more question, and then we'll talk about the thing, because I saw your eyes light (laughs) up, and I was like, oh right, we have to talk about this. Um, okay, are you ready? No. It's kind of like last week's question. Yes. If you are what you eat, what the hell is Jamie Ben? (laughs) I've been holding on to that one since Tuesday. Oh my god, can you please come on our fucking podcast? (laughs) Well, we could narrow down things that he's not. Yep. Um, while you're thinking, I'll just... (laughs) Just don't real answers. No, I don't know. My, our our, our friend, friend of the podcast, Matt Burns, um, his Twitter bio is one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's in this vein of like, if you are what you eat, I just need to pull it up here. Um... And every time I see it, it makes me laugh. And it is... They say you are what you eat, which is funny because I don't remember eating a fucking legend. (laughs) Um, That's... I think that might be the best Twitter bio that I've seen ever. Mm -hmm. It's great. It's super great. It really, really is. I don't think there's an answer to your question, Mike. No, it's just a really fucking funny it's comment. Real, and though. it's not late enough. If we had started recording now... Then we would... We probably would be, be dying. Something. We'd yeah. be dying. But it's a good question. Because when I read it on Tuesday morning at 8.45, I was just like, oh my god. But I couldn't really react because there were children around. And I was just like, ugh. <laughs> Why do I do my job? Yeah. Children. Yeah. Um, so the last thing we're going to get to today, because I kind of forgot about it until <laughs> Kelsey looked at me with his, like, his, like, pleading eyes. His crazy eyes. <laughs> yes. Um, in our Taylor Hall social media update for today. Okay. This brings me back to, I was listening to Puck Soup today, and they talked at length about how a bullshit narrative on TSN is, like, is Matthews getting the credit that he deserves right. on the Leafs? I'm like... Motherfuckers, is Taylor Hall getting the credit and he deserves? He got four fucking assists last night and helped Nico Heischer score two goals. Yeah, his first two as an NHLer. Yes. Yeah. Um, so Taylor Hall said some funny things on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, in response to uh, Jordan Everly. <laughs> um, in, in response to Jordan Everly, just asking, because uh, Hall was at the Jets game on the weekend. 
and he was like trying to awkwardly get out of this picture with like Leo Schreiber and, and his, his brother. brother. Yeah. Um, and there was like a stain on Hall's pants, which is funny. And so was there? Yeah. Oh, you didn't. Oh, of course I you didn't, didn't notice. Yeah, there's a stain. <laughs> anyway, and so stay. that's so Everly was like, "When are you gonna get some tied for your pants?" And then Hall's response was, "When are you gonna score?" And I thought that was funny. And I thought it was because his pants looked like no. awful acid wash, and that's like just bleach them already. Um, I and then I tweeted out, I like screenshotted all that, and I was like, "Whoever thought it would be a good idea to split these two up?" Um. Like, and I know, like, the metropolitan New York area is very large, but I'm super happy they're, like, back in the same zip code or area code or region because it's neither of those things. Where's the stain on his pants? I don't know. Some of the legs. It kind of looks like he peed his pants. I'm not going to lie to you. It looks like a shadow, though, from his arm. Maybe it is. But anyway, that's, that it's was... his a... claw shadow. Anyway. Looks good. <laughs> so that was, a, that was part of the Taylor Hall social media update. And the other parts was today. Yeah. The Devils, uh, because he got four points last night, and somehow didn't wasn't one of the three stars. No. Well, the, he was, like, on the telecast, but he wasn't yeah. afterwards, which yeah, I don't weird. know who decides who's Anyway. Who. Um, and he was wearing their, like, game army shirt. jacket that they give out to, like, the player of the game. Mm-hmm. No shirt underneath, though. No. Kelsey was living for it. I was. Amanda sent it to me first. She did, and then I, I saw it, and I sent it to her. And, uh, yeah. Had a good laugh. We did have a great her reaction, and uh, then I had to explain. laugh at my reaction. Yeah, just that your his lack of shirt is inspirational, and I thank him. And then minutes later, all caps. We have material for Taylor Hall social media <laughs> updates. Um. Also, sometimes I like to tweet out when he gets points in games. Sometimes to the whole point alert. Yeah, yeah, I like doing that, and I whatever. Don't tell me to stop. Just just leave me alone. It's Why part do people of, tell you to stop? Not because they do. It's just part of my shtick now, you know? It's been part of your shtick for three fucking years. Yep. So just let it go. They can unfollow you. Mm-hmm. Pretty they much. They don't like it, unfollow. Yep. Don't care. Um, so this hot game's not going well. No. Nope. Um, How's the baseball game going? Uh, it's still 0-0. Zero, zero, bottom of the second. That's all good. Uh, no, that, that's where we need to be. Oh. <laughs> it's all good. Um, that's all we got. I don't think I have anything else. I don't, I'm pretty sure nobody sent me any so questions. either. Um, Tom just asked, uh, how is Turtles all the way down? And the answer is, Tom, I haven't read it yet. I'll read it when I get to When I get to it. Um, yeah, no, there was no, no other questions for anybody. Okay, then. Um, that's all. That's all we have. This is a very, like, short for us episode. It was still an hour and 20 minutes. We had yeah. nothing to talk about. No, we still made it work, though. Yep. Just like sometimes in a lesson, where I'm like, God, this will only be, like, 20 minutes. And I'm like, I can vamp. <laughs> can vamp for 20 about x yeah pretty much um so that's all we have so you can find us um our podcast on stitcher or itunes or soundcloud and google play uh, it'd be super great if you left us like a review or rated us or whatever on any of those on any of those mm-hmm. um that'd be awesome it would we have an email garbagefirepodcast at gmail.com and a website garbagefirepod.wordpress.com where can- if you've been looking i did post that video of Inspector Gadget drunk driving. Mm-hmm. Oh, you did. Which was it's, hilarious. It's really funny. The sleeping it off in the hay is the best part. And he's just, like, so cozy. Yeah. It's just, like, a commitment that I really admire. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Um, you can find me on Twitter at MIG14. You can find Kelsey on Twitter at GarbageFarPod. It's true now. It's mostly No, it's account. run by our intern, Simon, if you did not see our announcement <sighs> yesterday. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but Kelsey tells Simon what to say, so <laughs> it's still Kelsey. Well, if he's a man in my life, I tell him what to say, and he says it. <laughs> <laughs>
I think that was funnier than your last week's bike lanes comment. That <laughs> <laughs> was a good Which also, I have listened to that like two minute section of last week's episode approximately a hundred times. And it's, that's how often I've listened to her song, Megan. It's so. still so funny. Yeah. Um. Somebody, maybe it was Amanda, she was like, I want to download that song. And I was like, ugh. So if you want us to make it, I can make it into an MP3 because I have just the song. If you want, I can do that. Let me know. Do that, please. <sighs> Just don't ever tell anyone that you know who sang it. Megan, this was your fucking idea, okay? You wrote the lyrics. No, this and podcast. You... This podcast was your fucking idea. What? No, was it? Yeah, it I guess was. it was. It was. But it was mostly like we could do this, and then you were like, "Yeah, we can." And I was like, "Yeah, we fucking can. Let's do it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. And I blame it. It's still all Greg Wyshynski and Dave Lozo's fault. Mm-hmm. Um, that's... if only we had a thousand Patreon supporters. I know, like myself. Yeah. Um, also, I discovered, based on the way that I, like, ran our Teespring thing, there's another campaign running. Like, oh. it auto-renewed. Oh. And I think it expires on, like, November the 6th, maybe? So if anyone's interested... Good, because I whiffed it, and I missed it for my order. So if you want to buy it, you got to buy three things. Otherwise, there's nothing. It won't get printed. Okay. So, anyway, whatever. That's just what... So anyone who orders three stuff... Three the same thing? No. Just okay. any product, because then it, like... Allows them to print this thing to okay. make the thing, um, and I know Matt already got her T-shirt. It already arrived. Yeah, yeah. Did she tweet that at us? I don't know if she tweeted or put it, it like. on. She might have sent it to me on Twitter. I'll show it to you. Okay. Um, yeah, Matt got her T-shirt already, probably because it's coming from the states into the states, and yeah. I got the thing saying that my thing had shipped and it was going to be here sometime like today until Tuesday or something. And I checked my mailbox when I got home, and it wasn't there. Yeah, so it's never there the first day. Um. Yeah, so if you want to order stuff on Teespring, you can go there. It's like teespring.com slash garbagefirepod. And I'll probably stop the auto-renew after Next this time. one. Because we have other designs. We have some other stuff that we want to kind of get into. Um, yeah. But yeah, so thanks to those of you who bought stuff. That's awesome. And uh, let us know when you get it. And we'll... Uh, I'm looking forward to upgrading our mic situation. Yeah, and maybe our software. Yes. And maybe our software situation as well. Also, uh, if you want some stickers, let us know. We've got a bunch. We can send them to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and the letter that you get with the stickers is incredible. It's real good. It's very personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not a form letter at all. Not at all. No. There's, like, drawings and stuff. Mm-hmm. Pictures. Hearts. Logos. Backwards written names. Yeah. It's wonderful. Multicolor. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's art. It's really, really Frame good. It. You should. Um, do you have anything else you want to add? That's it. Me neither. Okay. Well, thank you so much for listening. And see you in the dumpster. <laughs>